Welcome back to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxly. Taxly offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxly show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxly.com to learn more. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the Hall of Fame coach, Bob Huggins. Now I'm Neil Meyer with the front office news. I'm JT Smith, editor-in-chief of the front office news. All right, fellas, let's jump right into it and recap the two-lane game. The Bearcats lose the two-lane 94-101 to in overtime in New Orleans. JT, thoughts on the Bearcats' performance? Man, it was bittersweet, man, because, you know, with the injuries, you know, Vic going down um, early in the first half, um, Rob going down in the second half, you know, they battled. And even when Vic went down, they went on a run, had a nice lead. Second half, they were keeping that lead most of the half. And then just uh, Tulane just walking down and then, uh, you know, ended up winning in overtime. So it's kind of disappointing because how good, you know, they finished off tough against UCF, you know, on Saturday. And then they didn't, you know, five straight misses from three. To close out the game up seven with less than three minutes, and then you go to overtime and lose. Uh, it's just a rough loss, man. Very tough loss. I can agree with that. Neil, what stuck out to you? Yeah, I think realistically the injuries is what really hurt. Obviously, you lose a guy who's been the centerpiece of this team for most of the season, and Victor Locken there early in the first half uh, with an ankle injury after he looked like he just rolled his ankle. So you lose a guy like Vic. And then you see a guy like Rob go down early in the second half, which both of those are huge blows for this team. I mean, Rob's such an elite defender, and we've seen that in the recent games. But overall, I think what stood out to me, I mean, Jalen Cook had a phenomenal performance for Tulane. I mean, it just seemed like he was getting anything he wanted. And, I mean, he he won this battle of why he was one of those preseason unanimous selections for preseason first team of the year in the AAC. Uh, He finished with 27 points and 14 assists. So, I mean, 14 assists is something that stood out to me for Jalen Cook. But overall, Kevin Cross, Jalen Forbes, another guy we mentioned, I think between Jalen Cook, Kevin Cross, and Jalen Forbes, they combined for, what is that, 54, 70, 78, 80 points of the 101 for Tulane. So you think about that, those three guys just took over for Tulane when they needed it the most, but I liked how the Bearcats battled for most of this one. I mean, they had an early lead. They see Vic go down. They keep their foot on the gas, but overall they just fell short after uh, they're in the second half and Tulane forced overtime and they just couldn't get the job done. Yeah, you know, I was disappointed in this game uh, because of several issues. Um, I, I think we talked about this before. This is a game we had to win. Um, if we wanted, you know, to go to the NCAA tournament, um, Vic going down, Rob going down. Looks like Rob's going to be out for the season. But, you know, they've had a ton of adversity to deal with. And, and I think towards the end, they didn't handle the adversity very well. Um, and listen, they, they did some good things with Vic out. You know, you lose a centerpiece like Vic, right? That could – you could go into a, a hole, a shell. And, and they did some good things with Vic out. Um, you know, the, the way the game ended was tough. Um like, I mean, what what do you like what do you say and what'd you do to to get Juice that upset? Like I've never seen him 
I mean, there might have been like a game or two where he got into it with some people, with you know, talking. And, and he's from Detroit, so you you yeah. know it's there. But, yeah, for sure. <laughs> right, but he's usually composed. I've I've never seen him like that. So I'd be interested to find out what was said, or you know, what were some of the particulars with that. But then it was a point where West just had enough. I mean, he was upset. It's the technical. I thought he was going to get thrown out. Yeah. Second, I thought he was thrown out, but um, stayed in the game. But um, you know, all around, it was just a tough night. Um, it puts a lot of pressure on winning the AAC tournament. I mean, that's that's a must at this point. But you know, fellas, I, I I'm just I say this a lot to the young people uh, that are in my basketball program. Just me dealing with young people all the time, and and that is in life and sports, you deal with adversity. Um, in the Super Bowl this weekend, both teams are going to deal with adversity. Um, the adversity might be a major injury to a quarterback, uh, you know, running back, offensive lineman that could really impact the game. Um, the adversity could be, you know, a crazy call that, you know, changes the trajectory of a game. But, you know, you just have to you have to deal with adversity. And I think that comes down to good leadership and a culture that's a that's built. That's how you had overcome that adversity. And I look at Juice getting kicked out of the game. I mean, that's your leader at the end of the day. I mean, we interviewed him, and he's the leader of that basketball team. And and with him being gone, I think it's it's tough to overcome um, that uh, that adversity at, at that time. But hey, listen, time to move on. You ready for the next game? That's all that's you can all do. You can do. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. The Bearcats take on USF today at 7 p.m. in Fifth Third Arena. We want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Mio's Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Mio's for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Now let's jump into the Big O segment, sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. In this segment, we cover players to watch and key matchups. JT, we'll start with you. Who from the Bearcats needs to play well and why? It's going David Julius, man, because um, Big Vic, you know, he twisted his ankle. Maybe, maybe hopefully he's available on, sat- on Saturday. But um, David Julius got kicked out of the game, didn't have his best game um, as a Bearcat for sure, you know, against Tulane. I feel like even though they're going against USF, I feel like he has to come in there just just right the ship, man, because you know he's too good of a player um, to have down games or whatnot. But I think they really need him to try to stay the ship, man. And I think he just needs to have like that. I mean, he's been dishing the ball out well. I think he had eight assists on on Wednesday, so I feel like you know get over the five assists mark, um, shoot a good percentage, but have about between thirteen to twenty in that range. And just affect the game, um, get everybody some easy shots. Hopefully, he can get downhill a little bit more. But uh, that's that's what I'm looking for from uh, from Juice. I, I just want him to, to, you know, take the bull by his horns and then hopefully get the Bearcats back on the winning side of things. And JT, I, I, I agree with that. I think that's a great selection. I think Juice is going to want to come back. I think he's probably embarrassed about the last game. I think yeah, he's yeah, right that ship. You know what I mean? For, for sure, for sure. Like especially like because you know, I mean, because I think. They probably, I mean, whatever happened probably got under his nerves. But I think another thing that probably got under him was like they were up, even with all the injuries, and you know they he probably could feel it slipping away. You know what I mean? Too, and they probably were talking a little too crazy, and that you know made him unravel a little bit. So I think he's gonna 
want to, you know, give the home crowd a good show and, um, you know, give, give you know, ball out. So, so that's what I'm, I'm expecting Juice to come in here and do his thing on, on Saturday. Now, Neil, USF is 10 and 14 right now. Who do we need to watch out for from the Bulls? Yeah, so for the Bulls, I mean, it all starts with Tyler Harris. I mean, he's the guy that makes that team go. Uh, we've seen that as the season has gone on. Tyler Harris is fifth in the AAC in scoring right now. He's averaging 17 points a game roughly. He's an elite shooter from behind the arc. He's one of those guys who can really affect the game in many ways, whether it's his shooting, his ability to create for others. He can really kind of sling the ball around the court, pass the ball very well. Uh, he's one of the top guys with assists in the AAC as well. But it all starts with Tyler Harris for USF. And, I mean, we saw that in the first game. I mean, they really did a great job containing him in the first matchup of the season where UC won 85-69. to 69. Uh, Tyler Harris was just held to just 10 points. And, I mean, that's a key reason of why that victory was the way it was. I mean, David DeJulius and Mike Adams-Woods and the Bearcats just did a great job keeping Tyler Harris off the ball, uncomfortable as possible, uh, just to hold him to 10 points when he's averaging 17. I believe that's probably one of his lowest scoring totals of the season. But overall, I mean, another big player is Tyler Harris. Like, that's the guy that makes that team run. So you got to look out for him, but you also got to look out for Russell uh, Teshua inside the big. Um, with Vic kind of dealing with that ankle injury, we aren't sure if he's going to be able to go yet or not on Saturday. So uh, Teshua could be a big name to keep an eye on for USF. I mean, Vic kind of limp, uh, held him very well in the first game. He didn't really do much, but his presence inside, I mean, he's a seven foot, uh, seven footer, big physical. And if you don't have Vic available for this one, don't be surprised to see Russell Tetra get some touches inside and really kind of ravel his way inside to get some early buckets as they really would look to establish the ball inside to free up Tyler Harris. So Russell Tetra is a big name. You got to keep an eye on as well as Tyler Harris. So those two guys are two names to keep an eye on heading into the Bearcats contest on Saturday. The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. So, Neil, let's stay with you here. Um, we've played USF already, as you alluded to, and you, you gave the score. Um, what do you think coming into this game USF is going to do differently on offense or defense? Or will we see some of the same things we saw in the first matchup? Yeah, I mean, offensively, I don't think they really try. If I remember right, I don't think they tried to establish the ball inside early. Uh, Keyshawn Bryant got going. He had 10 points in the first matchup. Uh, they were led by guard Miguel Selton, who had 15, and then Tyler Harris had 10. But overall, I, me personally, I look for them to establish the ball inside early. If Vic isn't able to go, you're going to see big minutes for guys like Odia Guama, Kalua Zipke. Josh Reed's going to see some good minutes, hopefully. Dan Skilling's off the bench. So, I mean, the Bearcats' depth tested now with Rob back out with an injury, Vic dealing with an ankle injury. The depth's tested. So, to th keep an eye on, I'm, I'm sure Brian Gregory's going to find a way to get Russell Teshua involved early. And that if they get them going early, like they're going to set the tone. I mean, when the teams played the first time, I mean, it was UC back and forth for the early couple minutes. I believe there's only four lead changes, but overall the Bearcats just kept their foot on the gas and really controlled the tempo for the most part. And I mean, if we remember the first game, the turnover battle wasn't bad. The Bearcats were held on Bearcats were under 10 turnovers and uh, USF only had 12. So, I mean, it's not like USF played a bad game the first time. They just weren't getting the shots to fall.
But overall, I, I look for them to establish the ball inside early and really attack the glass. The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. For friendly, expert tax advice whenever you need it, come to Donahue Accounting Services. A leading accounting firm in Cincinnati, Ohio, our top-notch accountants strive to help you resolve all your financial and tax issues. Call Donahue Accounting Services today for a free consultation at 513-528-3982 or visit online, DonahueAccountingService.com. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxly. The Kenyon segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Now, this is where we cover the keys to the game. JT, what do the Bearcats need to do to win? Man, they have to maintain their energy the whole game. You know what I mean? Like, they can't have those lulls. And they got to win the rebound battle, man. They lost the rebound battle against Tulane. That doesn't help, especially when you go cold from three and protect the ball. I thought they turned Tulane over pretty well. So I think they can they need to channel that and then uh you know shoot good shots i feel like they shot pretty good shots for the most part of the few here and there but at the end of the day um they got to they got to turn them over and win the rebound or at least keep it close i feel like they've been losing the rebound battle last couple times by a significant amount then they got to keep it within three rebounds to be fair because you don't want to get this team hope they've been getting beat up on the last few weeks so they might be just one of those one things where they just gonna go balls to the wall. So they got to punch these guys in the mouth ASAP mm. and establish dominance because um, you don't want to get no a team that shouldn't be on the same court with you, like far as talent, um, any hope. You know what I mean? Just it's just you just don't because otherwise you're gonna be in for a dog fight. You don't want that. You want to go ahead and just put them, you know, um, take the dogs to the kennel, and get them <laughs> out of here. <laughs> for real well, man well said neil what do the bearcats need to do to win big to win big i think if you can get another night like david DeJulius had versus usf the first time i think you're in good hands the first matchup he went seven of eight from the field for 21 points while dishing out seven assists so if you can get another efficient a very efficient uh, night offensively for David DeJulius, I think you're in good hands. But overall, they got to maintain their size inside. If they can continue to win the battle on the glass, that would be the key emphasis, especially with Vic uh, status up in the air right now with the injury. If they can continue to establish their presence inside, whether it's on the glass, offensively or defensively, or find some ways to get Odie and Kalu going, if Kalu sees some time, Odie going, really establish the ball inside to free up guys like uh, Landers Nolly, David DeJulius. But overall, you just got to find a way to win the Battle of Glass. If they win the Battle of the Glass here on Saturday, I think they're in great hands and could really get another good 10 to 12-point victory, roughly, hopefully. The Kenyon segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Uh, a couple things, fellas, just on my end. So you, you guys made some great points. I hope I hope we have a big crowd. I hope we have a big student section. And that, and that was one of my concerns with the loss against Tulane is that kills a little bit of the momentum. So if you go and beat Tulane, you got a home game versus USF. The timing of the game's good. It's on a Saturday at seven. Students can come. They turn up a little bit before the game. Get a dub. They can go turn up after. So I think all things lined up. Now 
Obviously, that's not the case. So hopefully, you know, we still have a crowd. And, and I think it's important that the student section and the, and the crowd is loud because th th this team needs that momentum, you know, to, to win out the rest of the season. I mean, it's going to be very, very important that they win out, then um, go to the AAC tournament, have a good run. Um, hopefully, Big Vic plays. Um, I think he probably will. Uh, Rob's out for the year. feel really bad for that kid. Um, but like you guys said, get back to winning the glass. Um, great points there. I think we can really press these guys. Um, I think we can really turn them over. Yeah. You know, I, I think we can pressure and turn them over, get some easy buckets, get the crowd going, get things hyped up. Um, was it the last time we played USF? Help me out with this, guys. Didn't we have, like, only four turnovers? Was that the game where we were, like, at zero? I think so. Know? Was that the game? At half, yeah, at yeah, half, right? And had four turnovers. Okay. I'm, yeah. I, you guys are better with the stats than I am, but I, I thought that was the – because I yeah. remembered it was an away game, right? So, yeah. um, you know, if we can turn them over, keep our turnovers down, um, be honest with you, um, I think we blow them out. I think the Bearcats are pissed they lost to Tulane. I think the way that Tulane game ended, a lot of people are angry, yeah. and they're going to play with some anger. For sure. Uh, that's, JT, that's, you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. I, not to jump in. That's why I think they got to jump out on these boys ASAP. If they jump out on ASAP, they beat them, they beat them down at their place last time. You yep. jump out on them early at, on, at home or they're on the road, Fifth third gets rocking, then you ride that momentum and just get them out of here. So you can't have one of those one games where you start off slow and give them a little hope. I still think you'll win, should win comfortably, but you just don't want to give them any hope. Just go ahead, shoot them in the foot, shoot them in the leg, then give them the headshot, man. Like, just damn, you shooting them off. Shooting them, man. <laughs> shooting them. Especially if shoot the them in the foot, they got a hobble, then you press them, then shoot them in the, shoot them in whatever hand, foot, leg, whatever. <laughs> then go ahead and get them out of here, man. Just get them Especially out of here. You don't need them. Like the student section brings the energy they brought versus UCF. If they if the student section brings that same energy, oh, I expect a good a good afternoon for the Bearcats. Because that student section was electric versus UCF last weekend. Yeah. No what? question. Let's let's hope so. Let's hope. All you guys are right. Big crowd. I'm uh, shooting them in the foot. Foot, yeah. Foot, man. Shooting them in the hand. Yeah. It's Call it duty style, like that, man. We don't, you know, not real life stuff, man. Right, right. <laughs> 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 we don't, don't want to go. What was the, uh, what's the movie? <laughs> what's the movie? Dang, Above the Rim. We don't want to go Above the Rim. We ain't oh, talking about like that. No, no, no. No, you don't. You probably know. don't know what that is, Neil. <laughs> you know what Above the Rim is with Tupac? You ever nope. seen a picture of Tupac sitting? On a rim, on an outdoor court. You ever seen that image? I don't think so. Okay. All right. So, Neil, you got some homework to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we need you by next podcast to watch Above the Rim, and we want your movie review. Yeah. So write, write that down, okay? So our, next, our next podcast will be the, what is the ECU game. So that's February 15th. So you've got a little, little time. you got to watch Above the Rim. Yeah. Okay. I got you. You got it? All right. Yes, sir. JT, and we need to do this more with Neil. We need to have him, you know, <laughs> yeah, we, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we do, man. We got to let him know because then, like, we make these references. He's like, it's over. It's, yeah, you can't, you can't chime in. So we got to get him included. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah. that Master P reference, when you said it, I definitely was Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to help you out. Got to help you out, man. 
you know, you know the crazy thing about um this generation and um you know neil's generation and, and younger is they have more access to information than any time in history oh for sure all the information is in your phone, at your hands, in, yeah. in, in Google search, right? YouTube. I mean, you can find anything on YouTube. For sure. It's just, it's absolutely amazing to me. You know, we had to, um, and, and probably me a little bit more so than you, JT, but we, yeah. we had to mine for information. Like, we had to go to the library. Library. I'm going to say you definitely go to the library. Right. And then, uh, for sure. Had to go to the library for sure. And then you would, like, somebody would know something. So then it would be like hearsay for a long time. And you wouldn't believe, and depending on who told you, you wouldn't believe what they told you. Mm -hmm. So then it might be real, might be true. Then you might, then if you like quote it and it's wrong, then you like everybody's dogging you. It's crazy. Like at least you can kind of verify good or wrong, good or bad before you even quote it. Like you, yeah. you go, you roll with it, man. You'd be like, oh man, he lied to me. <laughs> Somebody crazy. tell you something, be like, man, you know, like people, you know, shoes come out now, somebody might be like, they might might be capping and say it's a different colorway out, and you don't know. You might not have seen the East Bay yet. <laughs> and, hey, that's how that's how we found out what the new shoes look like in a lot yeah. of ways, or just yeah. some new clothes was East Bay getting the magazine. The magazine house, right? Yep. You got it once a month. That thing was. Well, that was the Bible for. Yeah, well, for Dang. sure, for sure. R.I.P. East Bay. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, they did. They are going out. They didn't go out of business in the last year. They're finished. They're finished. That's crazy. They sold. Uh -huh. of a run yeah they did they did they had a hell of a run man it was a uh important for the culture i mean they, they impacted you could say east bay was a, had a huge impact on hip-hop music and oh. you know basketball culture itself right oh for sure man they had like the best ads and logo like the best little ads in there the shoes and stuff like the gear everything was in there it was like a one-stop shop yeah it was Yep. Yep. The Kenyan segment, Keys of the Game, was sponsored by Greg Hood and the Beachmont Toyota. Come see fellow Bearcat Greg Hood and the Beachmont Toyota for all your Toyota needs, cars, trucks, and SUVs. Greg Hood and the Beachmont Toyota is ready to help you get into your new Toyota. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Now, the Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. This is where we cover hot topics. So here's what I got for the day, fellas. The hottest topic right now going on is LeBron James on Tuesday night surpassed uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. 38,388 points. Amazing. Now, let me start with this. This is going to be a two-parter, but let me start with this. JT, I'm going to go to you first. What were you doing when when LeBron broke the record? Oh, man, you don't want to know what I did. What's going on? All right, go ahead. Cool. And you're... <laughs> And your thoughts, and right, your thoughts on him breaking the record. Okay, cool. Two-parter. So I literally was up watching the game, and then, like, right at the beginning of the third quarter, I passed out. Man, don't tell me you fell, you fell asleep. <laughs> he, he fell asleep, Alex. Bro, that is so – aren't you a Lakers fan? Yeah, I passed out. I was, man, it was a long day, dude. Like, it was super long. We I tried to up. get him on the live stream, and he didn't respond until the next morning when he passed out. Dude, I passed out. Sweet I was sweet. just like, I had the longest day in the world, man. Like, I missed it. I literally it's, missed it. That's that's disappointing. I'm, yeah, it's I'm, super disappointing. I'm gonna I'm just keep it real though. Yeah, I passed out, man. Cause like, yeah, I, I was gonna get on. I would have got on the on a live stream with him and everything. I just, I was done. Like, I was fighting, fighting for dear life. I watched the first two quarters, made it through the whole halftime. Saw when he was talking to his kids. 
like before the half came yep. up and then I pat like literally right before they like took the ball out. It was like somebody unplugged my TV. Like, <laughs> I, I woke and I woke up. I woke up. I watched it like on my phone and it went up to my bed or whatever. But I literally passed out on my couch. So okay. So when you saw it, um, or just in general leading up to it, yeah. what were your thoughts on him breaking the record? That was pretty dope. Like just that's like a, a record you don't think is gonna get touched. Well, I guess some people have been close. Kobe was close and he had more injuries. Um, of course, Mike, but he you know, he was out. He missed two years of his prime, you know, when he went to baseball. That didn't help either. Um, and people shoot more threes nowadays, too. So it's more acceptable yeah. to sh- shoot more threes. But it's still crazy just to see because he's going to stack up on it. Like, um, I mean, LeBron could play probably, I mean, solid probably four more years if he wants, depending on at least two. I mean, he's still at a top tier right now. So I think that's pretty dope to see. I mean, I'm, I want to see where, where he ends up when he retires. I don't think anybody in this generation will touch him. KD's too injury prone. Yep. Um, even though he's the better, I think he's like the pure, better, pure score. Um, he just like, he's too injury prone. Um, Steph's injury prone as well, but he might be like the better pure score as well. Um, but I don't think that they won't, they're both older than people think as well because you're younger than LeBron. They don't think they have enough time. To, they have to have a clean bill of health and go to 40. And maybe, I don't still don't think they would be able to catch him because um, LeBron's still tacking up. So it's it's going to take somebody like a young kid come in there and they're going to have to be about their business from the beginning and um, get and lucky. Have, and have longevity. Longevity. Yeah, you're going to have to build a longevity. It's not going to be a big man. Well, it's not going to be a person that plays through the post per se. It's gonna have to be a person that's like an inside out kind of kid that can yeah. shoot threes. Can't just it won't be like a Tim Duncan type person or Shaq type cat. It'll be like a guard forward person. Well, that, I, that breaks I, it. I personally think the days of the Tim Duncans, the Shaqs, and the future will will come to an end. I, I don't think we'll yeah. see players like that much. You know what I'm saying? It's rough. Yeah, man. Unless something changes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't see how. Only way I can see it coming back is if they can guard, the big man can guard the wing. Yeah. I like, just, a, per, like a person that big. You know what I mean? Because people yeah, yeah. just want to shoot the three so much. That's, it's that's, like, that's what I'm it's, saying. It's crazy. Like, to me, it's like, I don't know. I like the Emmy. I don't mind shooting the more threes, but at the same time, like, you miss 10 threes and you could have made four four two pointers and you lose by six it's because you took you know what i mean like i don't know like it's so, the so volume of it to me here's here's what i always say so i think my, in my personal opinion i i think the nba has always kind of set the standard and then it trickles down to the rest of basketball right yep. so um and, and if you look at the way the nba has been i guess transformed over the years they realize that in order to, from an NBA standpoint, they play so many, what, 82 regular season games? Is that right? Yeah. yeah 82 yeah, regular too. season games, right? That's a lot of games. Yeah. And so that means you've got to get you got to get fans, a lot of fans there. It's yeah. a long season, right? So they realized the entertainment value had to be higher. So they didn't need games in the 60s and 70s, yeah. right? They needed them in the 90s and 100s so they could get young kids there who were excited to watch guys like Steph Curry, yeah, uh, John Morant, like those are dreams for the NBA because at the end of the day, NBA arenas. Let's take the Pacers. The Pacers want families to come to the game, 
They don't yeah. care about Bill and Bob, like two two like yeah. business guys. They want Bill to bring his three kids because then they buy merch, then they yeah. buy cotton candy and and all that stuff. So now you're making more money off of family. So in order to create that, they needed more points. So I yeah. think that's why the rules changed. That's why they you know opened up the court more. That's why we say, and I, I don't want to steal my thunder on some things, but they changed the game in terms of the spacing of it's easier to get to the basket. Um, oh, way, way easier. Right? Way easier. I mean, it's still, I mean, it's NBA, so it's different, but I mean, it's already going to be hard per se from a regular person's perspective. Compared but it's way to easier. Was. Oh, yeah. You could hand check, you could ride them all. I mean, you had to, I mean, you could deck them. I mean, people get, would have got, people would have got suspended for 10 games for some of the fouls they committed back in the 90s. Oh, especially in the 80s. They were they were punching people and just yeah they punch people they punch people and getting coming back in the game. It's <laughs> <laughs> coming back in the game like like no the elbow that was nothing you wouldn't even get in the technical for elbow. Oh man, just yeah, just just completely. I mean, insane, but it's probably good for healthcare. I mean, the, the, what they did that's good for healthcare <laughs> for sure. Well, I do wish they. I wish people could fight though more. You know what I mean? Because people be doing some little skeptic stuff. So you gotta. But besides that, man, them NBA dudes don't want to fight. They, they act, don't want to fight. They be acting tough. Right. Like big tough guy in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, Damn. yeah. But, but besides uh, that, yeah, man, it makes sense. Yeah, they they definitely they definitely got the. Uh, it's easier to score now though. It's easier to score now for sure. Yeah. Somebody may do it, but it's going to take somebody that's going to have like have to have a clean barrel health. You're not going to be able to be taking those days off, like just random days off, just because like they're going to have to play like 75 games or the 82 consistently to be able to walk down somebody like LeBron. He's going to put it over. He's going to put it somewhere crazy if he want if he wants to. It's all on him because he's a freaking mutant and he still got some years left. Like because even if he's slowing down slightly. And he can just go play in the post for a couple of years for real if he wants to and probably average 18 to 20. Yeah, he's definitely slowing down. Like there, there are times yeah. you can see you're like, Yeah, he can't he can't keep like consistently keep it for a long game. He has to pick his spots more. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean, what I mean? That makes sense though. He's 38. <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, Neil, what were you doing when he broke the record and your thoughts on it? Yeah, so when LeBron broke the scoring record, I was actually on a live stream with the team of 48 Minutes with Tim Daniel and Parker Fields. Uh, we had, a looking back on the stats a little bit, not too long ago, I think we had 228 people chime in, check us out, live stream for the record. So we threw a little watch party on Twitter. We had a stream yard going, so appreciate everyone who came out. So, yeah, so we were on a live stream, and uh, it's actually funny because – they made fun of me for the uh, for it, obviously, but I was the uh, only one with cable, so I was watching it on cable while they were watching the game on a streaming, uh, like a Direct TV uh, streaming service. Were so they? Me, they're making was, you? Yeah, because I was ahead of them, and they were like, "I can't believe you have cable still." Wow. Yeah. But I was like, "Yeah, we still got cable here." So I was a few seconds ahead of them, so it was like. I saw it first, Tim saw it second, and Parker saw it third. So when LeBron broke the scoring record, <laughs> I had to keep quiet. Tim had to keep quiet. And then Parker, when Parker saw it, that's when we all three went a little nuts. 
That's funny. Well, <laughs> but long story short is I had to go into the uh, the closet and pull out the uh, 2004 Team USA Olympic jersey of LeBron James for that game. Oh, so you're you're a big LeBron guy. I'm a big LeBron guy. I didn't know that. Okay. Okay. Big LeBron guy. Obviously, I wasn't around to see MJ play. Right. But I mean, I just have to take in the history of yeah. everything LeBron has done in his career. And it's just like, if you get the opportunity to watch him, whether it's on TV, in person, for a kid our age or for everyone in society who watches professional basketball, like, you just admire everything about his game. Like, he's done so much for it on and off the court. Uh, he's just the way he plays the game, everything about it is just amazing. So overall, yeah, I'm a big LeBron fan, so I can't really can't really say much like that. I was tuned in. I wasn't going to miss history, so I had to tune in. So that's what I was doing for the uh, the night of the history where LeBron broke the scoring record. Nice. Well, so um, quickly, I watched it with my father, and you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to watch a lot of historical moments with my parents um you know they're older dad's uh 89 soon to be 90 here in march uh mom's 81 she's gonna kill me that i told her age on the podcast <laughs> listen so it's all good but um you know watching history with them's cool uh, my father got me into basketball so you know watching really cool moments like that with him is is really cool um I, I, i'm happy to see LeBron break the record. Um, I never thought anybody would break that record. I, I just, I, I didn't. Um, and, and if you really look at it, hindsight, if anybody um, was able to do it, it's, it's LeBron because of his ability to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, I, and I agree. I think JT, you're spot on. If Kevin Durant, you know, was healthy and could stay healthy, I think he's the one of the best scorers the league has ever seen. So I would say he would be a guy that, um, you know, would have had a chance. But just, I mean, he's – I don't think he'll <laughs> – you know. Yeah, not like that. I mean, even if he stays clean, I mean, majority no. clean, I still don't think – I mean, I just think he's too far. Mm -hmm. He's missed too much. He's missed yep. too much. He has to stay. Because LeBron, he just started getting injuries with the Lakers, and he was already, what, 34. And he still was able to play most of the season. Like even when he had the one the first year, I think he missed like twenty games or something, twenty five, maybe more. Who knows? But it was that he still got to play half the season. Yeah, like KD is like boom out for the whole year. Boom. I feel like he might have been out for the whole year like twice. He's missed he some that. time this year too with yeah. like an MCL, if I remember right. Yeah, last year he missed some time. You know what I mean? So he's going just, like, and it's just gonna get worse as he gets older. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Right. Yep. Um, but. Back to the topic, LeBron could literally cement this record so far untouchable. Because let's be honest, he's got four. He's got four or five years left, easy. And he's also made it clear too, like, yeah, I want to play with Bronny. Well, that's that he, he can put this yeah. thing five, four or five thousand more points out. So, I, you know, sorry to interrupt, but I, I think you just made a great, great point. I think there's two things going on in, in concert right now. One, he wanted to break that record. And yeah. two, he wants to play with Bronny. So I think his I think his pursuit of elite physical condition, watching what he eats, all that plays into I want to break the record, which I don't blame him. Like I think that's 
I think it's amazing. If you have a chance yeah. to do it, fucking do it. Yeah, for sure. Right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I want to slow down and just cuss, right? You no. know what I mean? Yeah, especially too. He did it after halftime. Everyone's kind of saw the video of him talking to Bronny and Bryce. He was like, All right, I need 18, I need 16, I can do eight and eight. And then he goes, Should I just go for it now? And he goes, Yeah, just, just get it out of the way. Next thing you know, he just knocks out in the third quarter. Yeah. And, and that's I, a pretty cool moment, too, because that's something yeah. like Bronny and Bryce are going to be able to look back on forever and be like, hey, this is what was said to me, like, right before my dad broke the all-time scoring record. Like, that's just a memory those two will remember for their life. So you can't really go wrong with that. And that's just a very cool moment as a father and for Bronny and Bryce as well. Well, to be honest with you, I think as big of a deal as it is to have the all-time scoring record, I think LeBron, at the end of the day, the biggest trophy is to be able to play with Bronny. Mm-hmm. because, yeah. right, no one has done that in the history of basketball. I mean, obviously, the Griffies have done it in baseball. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about football history, if anybody's ever done it in football. But I don't think nobody's ever done it in football. And it's that's, damn near impossible for football. <laughs> right. Unless you got, like, if you have a kid, like, 14, <laughs> just exceptional. After middle school. Yeah, uh, you got to have a kid. Hey, them kickers or punters, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I get that. But it's still, man, it's, it takes so much. Like, foot, basketball is only when you really – baseball, too, only when you have a chance. Because, like, if you can stay healthy, you got a better chance of staying healthy than foot. Football is a hell of a sport, man. Mm-hmm. Love it to death. But So, so, so real quick. So, I think – I think I, listen, I've always thought that LeBron wanted to end his career as the – he wants to be known as the greatest player to ever play the game. And I think – him and his team, Maverick Carter and the whole crew, they've looked at strategically how can that be done? And I, and I, I think just forecasting how some things were going, I, I think they all realized that winning the championships and like, you know, you, you've got to win seven or eight, you know, beat Jordan in yeah. championships. I think they realized that that probably doesn't look realistic. And I, yeah. I, I don't like how people have changed the – they've kind of moved the goalpost on that whole, like, like champion, oh, well, champion, you know, when I argue with people about Jordan and LeBron, they're like, well, championships don't matter. Well, why? Like, yeah, no, no, it's no, all no, of a sudden not no, matter, no. you know what I'm saying? But, but I think, I think for LeBron, he probably looks at it as, okay, I got the scoring record. And then I'm the first person to ever play with his son. And if his son ends up being, you know, a good NBA player, I mean, yeah. you gotta, you gotta put LeBron you know, it's, it's hard to argue some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely hard to argue. It's some like, I feel like who was the person that I kind of like, because it, it's weird. I don't know, because he definitely deserves, like, goat talk, for sure. He's not my goat, but at the same time, he deserves it. Like, you can't argue it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't say, all right, if that's how you feel, you can't be like, this person doesn't know what they're talking about, per se. So, like, that's the thing. Um, like Mike, I'm a Kobe guy. Um, and then like the thing is, like, what I don't know, I don't want to take it anywhere else, but like the thing is, like, Kevin Garnett was the one that brung the high school people back, but he was a big man, right? Kobe was the one that brung back the guard, which is essentially helped out LeBron indirectly. You know what I mean? Because back then, like like Kevin Kevin Garnett and Kobe, they both really didn't get their fair shot 
as a at the first year because that's just old school coaches wouldn't let right let the young guys just run run and go like how you know they did so good that when LeBron hit the scene he was able just to be like all right you get the keys because he played off rip yeah because how they did you know what I mean like the track record of Kobe then you got T Mac and then it was like okay LeBron's the next guy and they were like nah we're not gonna hold them hold them up but you had those two, so, I mean, it's nothing like no diss to LeBron, but it's just like I feel like the the young, like the '90s guys got fleeced because old school coaches be like, I don't care how good you are, f it, you're not starting. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. Like, it was a veterans yeah. league. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so I you mean, got fleeced. So like, people be like, well, Kobe only averaged six, and I'm like, it's a it was a different league back then. Like, you guys, anybody was like, man, Kobe was busting people's ass, but he couldn't play because coach wasn't going, Dale Harris wasn't going to let him play just because. To your point, think about yeah, Gordon, his rookie year, and how they try to freeze him out. Yeah, yeah. Our game, like it was a veteran's yeah. league, right? They didn't yeah. want that that shiny new toy. So yeah. you're you're right. Now, if if a guy like Jordan, Kobe, or Kevin, uh, KG w- was to be in the league now, yeah, man, they would they would be playing every second. Yeah, you get a better chance. So that's the only thing. But it's no this. I mean, people. You got to go. I mean, cross that. It's going to make it easier for the next person whenever they release it for the next kid. So, I mean, I think somebody will break it, but who knows? I don't know if I'll be around. I don't think I won't be around. I don't think I'll be around to see it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't think I'll but, see it. But the thing is, they shoot the three balls so much. If somebody comes in, it's like LeBron size or like KD, say like KD size, and they can stay healthy, shoot the three that good and score like him with how open it is, it's possible. But they gotta be healthy. Like you can't be, you can't be playing one year out for a damn near half the next year, play for the next year, out for a whole year. Like it ain't gonna happen. You gotta play like they damn near gotta play about 12 years straight without yeah, any I, big hiccup. You know what I mean? Like you can have a little twisted ankle here and there, twisted, break a finger, maybe that, <laughs> but you can't yeah. you can't tear ACL, Achilles, and all that stuff. You you done, you ain't catching them. I think it's. I think. It, I think it'll be difficult. So many things have to happen. Yeah, uh, have to be in place. So we'll we'll see. But I, I think it's amazing. You know, you got a kid from Ohio. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope in itself. Yeah, dope in itself. You you think about how amazing the story is. Um, I, I I just I love it. I love I love watching LeBron. Um, I think I learned from Kobe to not take for granted. Yep. Greatness, right? Yep. Here, here was my problem with Kobe. So, um, obviously, I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. Yep. When Kobe came along, I disliked Kobe because it was like, you think you're Jordan, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, that bothered me. But for that, not, yeah. <laughs> for the new generation of people, of kids, they were seeing somebody like really great that they could, because Jordan yep. might have been too old. You know what I'm saying? They gravitated to, towards Kobe. And I'm like, my other problem with Kobe was everything he did, I'd seen before. I seen Jordan do it. And that was always my problem. And so I wouldn't watch Kobe. So, you know, towards the late later part of his career, I started watching. I'm like, man, this dude is like dope. Like I, I love, I, I just, you know, really love what Kobe was all about. And I missed a lot of. You missed a lot, man. Cause like I, I was. Cause the thing was, I was a Jordan hater. I wanted Jordan to lose. But when he retired, I had to give him his prop because he was so good. I wanted him to lose, and he still won. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was like, I always wanted the other team that was playing to beat him. 
But I'm just like, as me and Kyle, like, man, dude, he was a shit. I was like the whole his whole career, I wanted him to lose, and he would still win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. then, but um, but with Kobe, he played on my team, so that helped. But he was like a flashier Jordan. Like What's it was crazy. Mean? Like what, what I mean, what, what I mean by flashier, like his on that statement. Like so. what I mean, a flashier, like like he had like you know how Iverson had the killer crossover. Yeah. Like Kobe had like one of the like Kobe probably had the second best crossover in the league behind Iverson. Okay. Like every like you will watch Kobe because he his crossover was so clean. Like even my dude hated Kobe. Like man, Kobe's crossover was so so tight. So he would watch the game because of it. He hated Kobe. Mm-hmm. He was like every time he shot the ball, I thought he was making it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm saying like far as his skill, his skill was so far. Like his handles was on point. He could do everything. Like Jordan handles was tight. But I'm saying like far as he had like the early to the late 90s like flair. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody wanted to do a crossover. Like Jordan mm-hmm. wasn't crossing nobody up like that. He might have mixed up between the legs a little bit, but he wasn't hitting nobody with no left to right, right to left. Like Kobe could do that. Well, you know what I mean? That, don't say that to Brian Russell though. Oh uh, yeah, I mean that was I mean, but it wasn't that was a push off that I it was beautiful, but it wasn't like but like, I'm talking about like far as just like you think that was a ground. You think that was yeah. a push off? Yeah, it was a push off. Okay, I got a, I got a video breakdown of it not being, but we'll, we'll talk I mean he he touched his <laughs> he, he, he grabbed his butt. Man, he did man. Okay, I, I got <laughs> he grabbed his butt. That's it was a good, good play. I mean, he's Jordan, so it's all good, but he definitely we, pushed him. And we, it's Brian Russell, they're not gonna get him to call. They're not I, giving Brian Russell the call. I'm not. I'm not giving Brian Russell the call. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, he pushed him, though, bro. Like, I mean, it wasn't like agree. And he pushed him. He he rolled him. It wasn't enough to be called. It wasn't enough. I wouldn't have called. I'm saying I wouldn't have called. But he pushed him. Like, if that wasn't the finals, they and it was Jordan. Jordan not calling on Jordan regardless. So, but if it would have been, all right, let's see who's the player on the team. Um, it would have been Pete Michael. He did that shit. That's that's a foul. Offensive foul. Pete Michael. Pete Michael? Mm-hmm. Pete Michael played for the Bearcats. Not Pete Michael, damn. Man, what's the, um, who was the other one? Pete Michael? Man, who, Jordan? Not Pete Michael, damn. Nah, who was the damn, the other guard? What was it, if it would have been Randy Brown, they would have called off as a foul. Well, Randy Brown shouldn't have been in the game at that point. Um, <laughs> of course, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If it had been somebody, you know what I'm saying? Let me, like, let me ask you this. Do you, so do you, so you think, uh, I, okay, let me, let me, let me say it like this. Obviously, Kobe's your favorite player ever. Yep. Do you think he's the greatest player ever? I'll give Jordan. Jordan's Jordan. All right. So, like, I'll I'll, I'll go by a couple people. I've messed with Jalen Rose a lot. He said Jordan was greater, but but Kobe was more skilled. But just like, it, but it is like how it grows. Like it's like you come in. You have a guy like Kevin Durant who's more skilled than anybody. You, you wouldn't nobody like Kevin Durant in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's just it's the evolution. It's like it's gonna be a kid that's more skilled than LeBron. Can he stay yeah. as healthy as LeBron? Who knows? But I, it's gonna I, happen. It's gonna it's gonna it's an evolution. You know okay. what I'm saying? I, I'm a, I'm a, I understand that. I believe you know the whole evolution thing, but I think Michael Jordan was 10 to 15 years ahead of everybody in the 90s. He was so far ahead of everybody. Everybody. I mean, he was. He's, he's the goat. He's the goat, flat out. Like, it's no arguing that. But I'm just saying, like, because what hurts, like, Kobe, Kobe's injuries hurt him. But he was just as good as Mike, I believe. Maybe certain part of his games were better because you could shoot threes more. 
which Mike, I mean, at the end he was, but that was OG Mike when he played for the Wizards. Bulls Mike wasn't shooting that many threes except against the when he hit all the threes against the, the Blazers. That was a different joint. But, um, I mean, but I would say, like, like it's like it's Jordan and Kobe's my second flat out. Okay. And then, like, reason why I put him again uh, over like LeBron, like LeBron empowered the players, which is cool. And that's why, like, you can't really be a fan of teams anymore. And that's cool. I ain't mad at that, whatever. But the thing is, like, Kobe, like, LeBron, Kobe, Jordan stayed at his one team. He went through his lumps and then he got over the hill. So I, I hold more weight than that because the Pistons and them was beating his ass. The, the Celtics was beating his ass. He didn't run. He just, and he got some help, of course, but he didn't run. He, he battled them. He could have dipped. Kobe stayed, went through his lumps, mm-hmm. didn't dip. So I gave him more props because of that, where LeBron, and it got tough, he went to Miami, he went to Super Team, right? So I hold that against him. I mean, he got his championship, cool. He went back to the the Cavs. The Cavs championship is worth more than all three, all three of his other championships combined to me. Because of the circumstances of the Cavs just – he put, put the team on his back. They had more yeah. championships. In. They never won championship ever. Championship. You know what I mean? It had hell more. So that's why I think, like, if he would have just stayed stayed in Cleveland and he won two in Cleveland, never left, and maybe he left now or whatever, I think it would I think it would make it easier for me to say he was higher than X, Y, and Z, personally. Mm-hmm. But that's just how I look at it. Because back then, your star stayed, unless they were a marginal star, then they might have got moved. But if they were that guy... People came to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, he didn't go to Yeah. Neil, Neil, so is LeBron your goat? LeBron is my goat. Obviously, my opinions are different just because I you didn't see around. Did you see Kobe? you see much of Kobe, Neil? Um I saw a good good amount of Kobe. Okay. But I'm I was always a LeBron fan, so but Kobe's definitely not far behind it. Like it's got if from my era I would put LeBron then Kobe right behind him. And it's not like a stretch of a a race like it's close neck and neck as far as your favorite or yeah lebron's number one and kobe's right there behind him okay so where do you where do you put michael jordan if you were i know you didn't see him so it's a little bit in the goat conversation michael jordan it's between michael jordan and lebron for me obviously i would still lead to jordan being the goat but lebron's not far behind him and then i'll put Kobe right there at three. And I always have a I have a hard time arguing. Like young people love to pick an argument with me. When LeBron broke the scoring record, you know how many text messages I got from people <laughs> under 25 years old? Like, he's the GOAT now, really Jordan, <laughs> Jordan <laughs> against plumbers and blah blah blah. And I'm like, you didn't see Jordan play. <laughs> I watched <laughs> Jordan play every game. I've watched LeBron play since St. Vincent, St. Mary. Like, I, I, I didn't get to fully appreciate all of Kobe. I've gone back and watched a ton of Kobe. Um, so I'm, I'm way more well-versed on Kobe. And obviously after he – crazy thing is, like, I was, like, fully versed on Kobe and then he dies. Like, that's the honest-to-God truth. Um, so because when he retired, I really dove, took a deep dive into him. So – but I just have a hard time arguing with young people. I'm like, how do you argue? You didn't see him play. Like, it's hard to – I, I, so what I'm saying is like I can't, I can't fault you if you don't have Jordan as your goat. You didn't see him play, yeah. but yet don't tell me he's not the goat because you didn't. You know what I'm saying? So it's a yeah. two-way, 
always just end up in these weird arguments with 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 young people about about the whole thing. But I will say this: um, LeBron's great, Kobe's great, Jordan's great, um, great for basketball, and I think it's great that after Jordan retired and left, you still had guys holding up the game, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Kobe held up the game. LeBron's holding up the game. And there'll be others, but it's just great yeah. for those people even in the conversation, right? Because if you didn't have them. Yeah, it yeah, for sure. <laughs> Stuff dies down. You got a lot of it's, it's NBA is in a good place, though. Like keeping it real. You got a lot of people that are doing a lot of great things. Steph Curry, KD. I mean, Chris Paul is probably like one of the greatest point guards to ever play. You know, he's on the tail end. Yeah. On the tail end. You know what I mean? Jason Tatum. Yeah, Giannis, Luca, Joker, you know what I mean? E, it's a lot of just a lot of pure talents, a lot of young boys out there, younger cats too. So it's just, you know, it's in a good spot, man. It's in a good spot. I just don't know who's going to be. It's going to take, it's going to be a minute before we see somebody get close to that record, though. Yeah, who? Yeah, it's going to, it's going to be a while before anyone gets close to that record. Yeah. Especially as long as he's continuing to play. I don't think anyone's touching that record for. Kareem held that record for what, 39, 40 years, right? Yeah, I think 38. Was it 38? Yeah, I think 38. I definitely see. Let's say LeBron plays four more years. I'll be till he's 42. He could be put up. Let's say he puts up 6,000 more points. Puts up 6,000. That's 44,000, almost 45,000. Yeah, that's going to be a hard record to break. Yeah, absolutely hard record. Yep, uh, yeah, for sure. I don't think it'll be in our lifetime, but uh, you know what? A- another discussion we'll have later. We're not going to do it on this podcast, but um, let's have a discussion at some point. Will anyone ever break Oscar Robertson's UC scoring record of two thousand nine hundred seventy-three points? You know, SK's at number two at two thousand one forty-five. Logan's number three at one thousand nine hundred eighty-five. Um, let's hold that to a discussion at a later right. point. I've, yes. got, I've got some thoughts on that, but let's. I do too, but yeah, we got to go another one. We won't end this one. This one, <laughs> keep going. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. The Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. 93 Ways to Mentor is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that specializes in empowering youth in the greater Cincinnati area through mentoring, therapy, education, and financial support. The support. Visit the website 93waystomentor.com or contact Derek Adams at 513-310-1715. Fellas, this concludes another great podcast. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Taxley, Donahue Accounting Services, Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota, and 93 Ways to Mentor. Now, we want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. I will be back at Meals for a live podcast on February 22nd from 5 to 6 p.m. before the 7 p.m. Temple game. The Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast is presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxley show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxley.com to learn more.
We will be back with another new episode before the February 15th game versus ECU. Uh, Fellas, will you be at the game, uh, the uh, USF game? I will. I'll be there. I won't. I'll miss this one. I got um, Daddy Daughter Dance, same time, so. Oh, whoa, 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 wait, wait, hold on. I'm not like, I'm going to let that fly by real quick. You got the the, the Daddy Daughter Dance? You're going to be out there uh, doing a little sturdy, a little. Um... I ain't getting sturdy. <laughs> you, you ain't I'll dance sturdy. with my daughter, yeah. I'll dance with my daughter. I ain't getting sturdy, though. You go, you going to uh, <laughs> hit the gritty a little bit? I got a feeling you're going to get caught in the a, gritty. I don't know. Maybe. I could, Mike could do the gritty, but I ain't getting sturdy. <laughs> And getting sturdy. Nah, I'll let her get sturdy. Okay. If you did, I need video uh proof of the sturdy. No, nah, I, <laughs> I, I ain't doing sturdy. Okay. Um, Neil, you'll be at the game. Yes, sir. Good. Uh James White texted me, Flight White. Um, he texted me a couple days ago and said, Hey, I'm flying in for the game, USF game. Oh, word? Yeah, and I was like, Oh, cool. I was like, let's get up, let's go to dinner. He's like, bet. And then we text today, and he's like, man. He's like, I called into the – you know, he's got that G League responsibility. Yeah. He got called into something Saturday morning. So, dang. He, yeah, he can't fly in for the game. So, yeah, it was – That's been a good game for him to check out. Yeah. Low, I, mean, I will hope – I will hope low stress. <laughs> right? I always, yeah. always love when our, our, our former guys, you know, legends like that come in. Yeah. Right? It makes it more yeah. festive, right? Yeah, for sure, man. It always does. Yeah, so a little disappointed he can't make it, but but hopefully we'll be able to get him uh, to something else soon. Again, I mean the season's coming down to the end. Man, man, it's around the corner. We have to round it third right now. Round it third, getting ready to head home. You know, yep. you tweeted out something, JT. I mean, you were talking about the amount of podcasts that we've knocked out so far. Yeah, this would be twenty-eight, man. It's crazy, Ooh, man. That's twenty-eight. That's, that's Crazy, we've been cranking these babies out 28. Sure, for sure, it's been fun. We ain't done yet, yeah. No, no, they ain't yeah, they done, but yeah, boy, 28. Yes, that tweet was 27. So, what, what are we gonna do when uh the season's over? We gotta figure something out, <laughs> yeah, something. something we'll figure something out, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. So, we want to thank all the Bearcat fans out there for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Go Bearcats!